Hey, I'm Scott. I'm Raven. And you're listening to Coffee and House, the Sheik Daily's first ever music podcast. And we'd like to give a quick shout out to Snakes and Lattes for hosting our location. Uh, one thing that makes our podcast pretty special is that we will host it at different coffee shops, hopefully each episode. We might run out of coffee shops. Sorry for the uh, abrupt cut. There were a gang of motorcycles passing by, which, by the way, we're doing this live in the coffee shop. Um, Yeah, it's going to be an interesting ride for sure. No pun intended. Uh, I'm Scott, by the way. I forgot if I already mentioned that. I'm an investigative journalism major. I joined the Sheik Daily because of my interest in fashion, entertainment, and media news. And Raven joined because... Uh, I was actually interested in Chic Daily since last year, but um, I didn't really have the time to fully immerse myself in it, which I'm glad that I actually do have the time this year because Chic Daily is not just fashion. There's a lot of other interests, like there's another podcast on relationships and this with music, and it's just really, really different from all the other clubs I've been in. Yeah, um, it's a lot more... It's a lot more chill, a lot more lax, and at the same time, a lot more organized, too. Entertainment journalism is just very fun in general, I think. But for the music journalism part aspect, part aspect, for sure. Yeah. I think that a podcast would be a really good start for both of us, club-wise. For a brief overview of the podcast, in later episodes, we're going to be doing five albums per week. Boom. Yeah, five new albums, what's poppin', and also the underground. Uh, some albums that you may not have heard of, some albums you may have heard of. <laughs> yeah, we'll figure out the structure as we go along, but... So I've always been really immersed in music since I was really, really young. Uh, I actually started with singing, and I would always sing, like, the songs of like the biggest divas, like Jennifer Hudson and I Am Telling You, huge song. Uh, Whitney Houston, Mariah Carey, Celine Dion, all the big divas. And I was like in first grade at a talent show, just like belting my life out. Um, and I sang, I danced, I was just around music 24 7. Didn't you play the violin at some point? Yes. In fourth grade, I started playing the violin and I fell in love with that too. So music has always just been the biggest part of my life. And it's how I started to find myself and it's really how I can just chill and sort of get away from the craziness of the world especially this year Mm -hmm. this year I've really just like needed music to just calm down and just get away from everything that's happening and so it's always kind of been like a helping hand yeah music definitely um connects a lot of people together like throughout the quarantine and coping with it uh there's so many artists who found so creative ways like charlie xcx um and like five others that i'm not thinking of right now uh who have released music in quarantine like in their own rooms recorded produced and released there um i think that music is one of the core concepts of creativity and through that creativity we can just bond with each other and just vibe for lack of a better phrase yeah one thing i think about of music really connecting people is on the industry of k-pop uh i listen to k-pop on the regular and international k-pop fans and korean fans just talk on the daily and it's really interesting to see because it's completely different language there's language barriers of course but we all just find 
thoughts within each other because we listen to the same people. We go through the same things. We talk about it. The music means something to us. And I think that through that language barrier and completely different countries, the fact that music can connect so many people is just really cool. That's a really cool thing to have. Honestly, um, I don't think I would have connected to as many people as I have currently without my interest in music. Like, you can call it one-dimensional, but then again, you can call any interest one-dimensional. It's about what you do with that interest, and I plan on taking that interest to my career and hoping that I can meet a lot of other people with similar minds. Honestly, looking back on it, like on my music taste, it was a really interesting journey because I actually started out, I think in middle school when I was in my really, really big emo phase. I started out on some heavy metal and a little bit of like electronic. And then I moved somehow into Kendrick Lamar and it was just a crazy journey. I moved on from Kendrick Lamar to Dolly Parton to The Flaming Lips uh, and then after that into a bunch of indie artists. It's a crazy journey how music tastes change. Yeah, with me, just thinking about, I can go back. I was really young. I remember listening to like mainstream rap, like Buy You a Drink by T-Pain mm-hmm. and Lollipop by Lil Wayne, which I probably shouldn't have been listening to at that age, but yeah, like we're gonna not. look over that. We're just gonna zoom by that. And um, I listened to, and I still listen to like 90s R&B, K-pop as I mentioned before. Um, just like spanning across so many different genres like my Spotify playlist is just all over the place I remember um, like back when Spotify did it was last year I think where they did like your genre diversity thing do you remember that? Mm -hmm. where it had like what genres you listen to do you stick in one genre or do you branch out I had like rock, uh, metal, electronic rap, country all of that under my belt and I'm like it felt like a weird accomplishment to have a diverse taste, and I don't want to like relish in that because then that's like looking down on people who only listen to rap and stuff, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with sticking to one genre. That just means you're really into what you're into. Yeah. I think that could be like a stigma so many times. Uh, I just see all the time on like, social media, like Twitter, like there's this huge want to be indie mm-hmm. and to just only listen to indie artists and like find underground people but I feel like as long as you're like listening to what you want to listen to I just feel like just enjoy your music man <laughs> honestly you brought up a really interesting point about uh, social media that I would kind of want to elaborate on so like social media in my opinion has kind of I don't want to say ruined music a little bit but it kind of has, I think. Uh, between the K-pop stands going wild to the Travis Scott fans to SZA season. I mean, SZA's cool, her fan base is cool, but it's just as soon as one artist blows up, that's all you see of them, and there isn't really much room for anybody else. Yeah, true. That's like, yeah, that's like a big part of it, like Twitter culture mm-hmm. when it comes to music. When someone drops something, that's all I see on my timeline. Like mm-hmm. when SZA dropped, it was just like SZA, SZA, SZA. And I was like, I know there are other artists. Yeah. <laughs> like, I know other people are like dropping stuff, but of course, because everyone was waiting for SZA to drop something, obviously. And just like, I think the biggest thing right now is TikTok is huge. Yeah. Everyone knows this. TikTok is really big. And whenever I hear like a soundbite or like a little bit of a song on TikTok, the next day I see it on Today's Hits. I'm like, okay, this kind of yeah. like blew up. 
Um, I think TikTok is a little bit of a catalyst for a lot of these artists, which is good because some indie artists blow up and then they become one-hit wonders. But other artists who are already in the scene like uh, Cardi B, Megan The Stallion, you know the track I'm talking about. I know, exactly. Yeah. And that just blew up like crazy. Like songs blow up by their dance and it kind of curates what that list is going to be, what the top chart 100, top chart 100. Um, I want to talk about Chance the Rapper. I want to talk about Justin Bieber a little bit. I think we both have a little bit of tea on that. Just a tiny bit. Yeah, you want to start off with Justin? Okay, I've been off of Justin since 2015. Was that like when he released like Sorry? Yeah, yeah, that EDM stuff with uh, Avicii. Yeah, I felt sorry for him after that because like his music went a little bit. Like, I haven't really been keeping up. The only thing I've been keeping up with is, like, him with Hailey Bieber, because it's been, like, everywhere. But he released Stuck With You with Ariana Grande. Um, Silence. Yeah, no. Can we get a moment of silence for that track? For the wasted time? For the wasted money that was made for that track? Like, the video. Yeah, I don't don't know what a lot of pop artists are doing lately. Uh, Like, people like The Weeknd are keeping it up. Um, People like Meg The Stallion, I'm having trouble here. Like, Meg The Stallion are keeping it up. And there's probably, like, two more, but that's about it in the pop industry. That's kind of keeping it up. I remember back in, like, 2008 uh, when Katy Perry, Fergie, uh, Pink, like, they ruled the charts. Um, And it was just, like, traditional pop music. But now what you hear is based off of the charts and it's frustrating I think even Chance the Rapper has fallen into it he released a track with Justin Bieber called Holy which the message was great Um, it's about finding religion in the person you love uh, believing in religion through believing in your partner and I think that's a great message I just wish Chance was not on that track at all I was disappointed with the big day it was the big dump yet I just, I don't know. It was a huge turnoff for me. Uh, I don't like hearing about just random rap verses inside something that doesn't hit, fit with the message. Um, I don't think everything needs a rap over it. I don't think everything needs like an overproduced instrumental. Um, just pick a theme and go with it, honestly. Yeah, like, especially this year, it's music has, well, mainstream music has been so gimmicky yeah we sound like old heads right now (laughs) but like who hasn't made these kinds of complaints honestly yeah i feel like i do this so much just like just make the music man oh my gosh you know what that reminds me of what every song just dj Khaled. but i mean boom just put dj Khaled in there and you got Mm -hmm. like a hit yeah i don't even know what he does does he like do anything else besides scream his own name? I want to say he's like a networker. Like he gets artists together, you know. Yeah. Maybe we can interview him sometime. No, no. No, no. He's too big for us. He's the best music. We're like second best. <laughs> Screeching. Uh, Speaking of best music and best pop artists, there's one that we forgot to mention, which is Lady Gaga. So she came out with Rain On Me with Ariana Grande. First of all, did you like the song? Um, it was okay. 
I think I prefer like old Lady Gaga. I don't want to say like old Kanye, new Kanye, but like old Lady Gaga, I think is a lot better than new Lady Gaga right now. I still think she's going strong, just not as not as connected. Her projects are a little bit discombobulated, in my opinion. Yeah, I really like when she she was so experimental back in the day. Mm-hmm. Like she was doing so many new things that like no one else was doing. Right. But now I feel like she's sort of just like. I don't want to say merging with everyone else, but that's honestly how it feels to me. Like, with Rain On Me, it just sounded like, for me, just like every other pop song. The whole um, aesthetic of Chromatica, it didn't really stand out to me, because it was like uh, Lady Gaga trying to copy the 70s again, and trying to bring that dead fish above water again. Yeah. Um, and I think there's so many artists who are bringing back 70s sounds like Ariana Grande and like The Weeknd uh, that it's just an oversaturated type of music. Yeah, there's so much oversaturation these days. And like, I feel like with Rami especially, I feel like they tried to make an anthem. Yeah. And I feel like when artists try specifically to make an anthem, it just never works out. Unless you're queen, apparently. Different league. Different league. Completely different league. But because Lady Gaga, she's always been like sort of like a champion for the gays, like hero Mm -hmm. for the gays. Like that's how like a lot of people recognize her. Right. And I just feel like there was so much push to just make this. And Because that's her reputation. Yeah, that's what she was trying to push. That's how she was trying to like be for the people who listen to her, her little monsters. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but I just, like, I really wasn't feeling it. But the one thing I was feeling... Have, did you watch the VMAs? I did. I loved her acceptance speech. Yeah. She's so eloquent. I loved it. But, like, the song? It's not for me. I'm yeah. sorry, Gaga. I love you, but no. Yeah. Um, Gaga is one of those exceptions, in my opinion, who isn't, like, overwhelmed by her own fame. Uh, like, she's not snooty in any way that we know of yet. Um, she's very down to earth and she still appropriately represents the group that she represents Um, I think she is definitely a Hall of Fame worthy artist who should be a role model for other pop artists in the industry even if she does eventually have a fall off I think that Lady Gaga is going to be remembered as one of if not the best female pop artist um, of the century yeah I feel like she's definitely She's a true musician. Like, she's not afraid to experiment. She has so many different sides to her. Like, her voice. Crazy. Mm-hmm. Crazy depth. And obviously, back in like paparazzi days, we didn't fully know that until she just came out belting with her, like, I'm off the deep end. Mm-hmm. And I was like, those vocals, yes, yes. What's interesting that I'm thinking of right now, um, the time around where she stopped experimenting, where a lot of artists, I think, stopped experimenting, like Katy Perry, um, is when uh, apps like TikTok came up, when the dances came up, and when the money came up. Um, I don't want to say that money killed uh, modern-day experimentation, but I do think it helped in the process. It's always just, what's going to make us the most money? Like, especially TikTok, those 15-second dances. And I think it's I think it's so funny mm-hmm. when everyone hears, like, a little snippet of a song and then, like, top hits. We love it. We love it. 
and then they listen to the rest of the song and like we hate it. Yeah. And it's off of top bits. It's weird because then at that point you might as well just release 15 second songs. An album full of interludes. Honestly, that's another thing. No one, not I won't say no one, but not many people really produce a full body of work. It's just single after single, at least mainstream what I see yeah. today. And I just, I miss a full body of work that like everyone used to do. And I think this will be a consistent topic, but I want to go further into how the record companies are very, very responsible, uh, but not accountable for, or not held accountable for how the music industry is today and how con- and how artists like Kanye West are speaking up about it and even a little bit of uh, Lupe Fiasco. I think the experimentation died down because of the dances that were pushed by the record labels, um, were pushed by the corporations. And a lot of these artists rely on these labels so much that they need this bag, they need it no matter what. And to get even the most amount of creative freedom they could get, they need to be on these labels. Uh, Some labels are better than others, like TDE uh, versus something like Capitol Records. Some areas have more heart than others. Sometimes it's dependent on the genre, dependent on the mainstream, and dependent on the political power. Like, mainstream music these days is, it's all about power. And it's so sad because musicians can't all the time fully express their creativity until they get big. And the way they get big is by following these trends. So who knows if they lose their own sound in the process. So a lot of these artists, who knows if when they first started getting into music, they were a completely different person musically. And they probably weren't aware of what was going to come after. And now they're just lost. They're just lost in big corporations plans to make it big. Either lost or they're stuck by the corporations. Like they want to get out, but they're signed by the contracts. And how much of the fault goes onto the artist or how much of the fault goes onto the corporation, we could get to later. But it is still uh, nonetheless an awful situation for the music industry. How much control record companies are capable of over artists. On average. And a lot of people glorify being that like freelance artist, getting your music out there by yourself, but that is very, very hard. Yeah. There's only very few people who could start out like that. Mm-hmm. And the risk is just too big for a lot of people. Um, there are a lot of underground artists who do make it big, but kind of have a cap on how much their audience can be. Um, I have read a couple articles and researched a few artists who are underground and thriving, like thriving like they're mainstream. Or no, by locking in their audience with that underground artist's unique sound and their creative uh, freedom, they have a captive audience, whereas fans of Travis Scott could come and go. Honestly, right now, I feel so bad saying this, because like, Travis Scott is a, he's a musician, but whenever I think of his name, I just think of the Travis Scott burger. As of right now, yeah. Isn't it just basically a regular burger? Oh my gosh, it's basically just like a quarter pounder with bacon. I don't get what bacon reminds Bacon doesn't remind me of Travis Scott. Like, I thought it would come with like a special little wrapper, like a little thing. Yeah, I thought that the burger bun would maybe come in this, like, as an Astroworld bubble or something. Right? Wouldn't that be so cool? Mm-hmm. We sound like his marketing team. Honestly, 
it'd be better if we were. He kind of needs a new one. I don't think that like Highest in the Room or that one track with Rosalia, they're not like they're reaching numbers, but I don't have good feelings about his next album. Jack Boys was kind of a mess, in my opinion. I'm like, whenever he comes up with something, I'm like, but will this be memorable? Yeah. Or is it like a five second, like, oh, this is kind of hype? Yeah. But I'm going to move on to the next thing. I mean, he's a landmark artist for sure. And this is, I don't want to say a new type of marketing when it comes to musicians, but it is definitely a lot more direct marketing, Mm -hmm. uh, like directly corporate, which kind of ties back into the labels and into what the artists are actually willing to do. It's impossible to tell how much Travis Scott like wanted to do this ad. If I was in his shoes, I don't think I would. If he did it with Six Flags, because Astroworld. True, I used to work for Six Flags. How was that? Don't they play like the same roller coaster music over and over again? I swear it's permanently imp- like implanted in my head. Oh Jesus. It's basically like pop songs but like with a narrator behind them. It's like you know that feeling when Despacito is in everyone's head? Ew, ew. It's like that. Ugh. Do you feel the just like Despacito? Wait, is that how it goes? It sounded like Alvin and the Chipmunks, but like deranged. (laughs) (laughs) How dare you? I'm sorry, but you won't be making the cut. Wow. All right. The shade in this podcast is definitely going to be like a recurring theme. Some of the shade, it's not legitimate. Um, If it is legitimate, you'll tell. We're bringing the spice, you know. We're bringing the pumpkin spice. It's fall season. But anyways, we should definitely bring it back right now. Uh, we're getting a little off topic. Like, but um, but um, I think these kind of podcasts like we're doing is really important. Even though we went astray a little bit. Yeah, just 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 a tiny bit. But um, <laughs> it's the first episode. Yeah, it's gonna be a little bit of a mess, but we'll we'll bring it back. But now, y'all. <laughs> I'm screeching. But analyzing music like this, it's just. I feel like you can get a deeper understanding of different topics, different perspectives, mm-hmm. and definitely music theory. Yeah. Music theory is very in-depth, but like when you do understand it, it's like you're open to a completely different world. Mm-hmm. And it's really cool because like that's how artists originally made their music. They had a clear understanding of music theory and how music works. Um, they weren't just playing it because it sounded like a vibe. They played it because they knew what they were doing. Not to give yet another diss to artists here, but... You gotta really get into those notes, the harmonies, the production. Yeah, exactly. It's um, it's a process. It's a study. You gotta research that music if you want to understand it better. Because when you start trying to understand music when you're going at a very in-depth level, it's a little bit hard to understand. It's just like getting into a new genre. Like, let's say you listen to Trippy Red all the day. All the day. Let's say you move on into metal. It's going to be very difficult for you to understand and get into unless you keep doing it and you understand where these artists and where this audience is coming from and how this music affects this audience. Once you understand the how and you understand the why, then you get it. Just like just like that. Absolutely. But um, we'll touch more on uh, music theory and all that in later podcasts. Speaking of, uh, episode two is going to be a lot less of a mess than this one. 
it's the intro podcast. The saying I go by is first podcast, worst podcast. I think you hear a blunder in the background that is unintentional. Sorry about that. But that's what happens when you record it live. We do it live. This is what happens in the big business, I guess. Five albums for episode two, and then we're going to do around maybe three different news topics because so much happens in the music industry. And after that, we're just going to give our views kind of like in this podcast. So it will have a little bit of mess, a little bit of heart. The heart is a mess. And I will end on that now. Do you have any final thoughts? Just get ready for the tea. That's all I got to say. Or coffee, if you're a coffee drinker, like me. I have a bit of a problem. A bit? Yeah, I drink... It's my third cup, okay? Get ready for episode two. Yeah, for sure. Oh, and uh, shout out to Snakes and Lattes one more time. Thank you for hosting us. I have their their Nutella latte. Um, it's absolutely delicious. Out of this park. Out of this ballpark. Knocked it out of the ballpark. Yeah. There we go. For sure. Episode two, next Friday, maybe. Next whatever. Stay tuned.